You're listening to KEXP. We're at 90.3 FM in Seattle. You can find us online around the world at KEXP.org. And we've got a band in studio today that's been around the world since we last saw them. Our good friends Lucius are here today. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Such a pleasure. We are so excited to have you here today. A great new album out and your first time playing in our new home. You want to start us off with a couple songs? Absolutely. This is Madness. With a gun up to You were asking how it felt To which I said I cannot lie There is a tingling down the spine You have revenge I'll have it too What's mine is yours Yours is mine Then you laughed You said I was a poet And you loved my Words. We had better get a move on, or they'll find us. Might be didn't get a moment. It was racing up there. We could be doomed. Times after us, we after time. Madness Spinning in circles Hey 
Lucius is live here in the KEXP studios, the magnificent new album, Good Grief. Boy, when your guys' voices just lock in, I get goosebumps all over my body. It's so great to have you here live today. Thank you. Tonight, Lucius play at the Neptune Theater, and we're so grateful to have them stopping by KEXP today for a live in-studio session. Oh! 
Live in the KEXP studios with Lucius. Whew, that one was powerful. That's Gone Insane from the new album, Good Grief. And what a magnificent record it is. And thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you so much for having us. It's always so great to see you. It's been a while. Man, I think it's an understatement to say that you toured extensively on your last record. That was a lot of live music for you. How did it feel to finally stop and settle down and think about working on a new record? Did you start doing that right away? I know you moved from Brooklyn to Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we drove... Three of us moved to Los Angeles. Two of us are still in Brooklyn. But uh, Jess and Danny and I and my husband, we all drove from Brooklyn to L.A. And we were going there to write. And, you know, we had just gotten off tour and we decided, now let's drive across the country. <laughs> Um, so That's funny. When, when we got there, it kind of felt like being in a car and the brakes, you know, stepped on and we all of a sudden had all this stuff to say that, and, and all these songs to write. Um, and, and that's what we did. So we did that for the next few months. Yeah. I mean, there was not a whole lot of, like you said, it was pretty much nonstop for two years. And, uh, I think in 2014, we were home 21 days that year, um, so there wasn't even really a moment to collect our thoughts or even reflect properly, at least not together. You know, we would write in our journals and take voice memos. So by the time we were able to sit in a room and talk about it, we were basically like purging. <laughs> and, uh, and it was intense. It was really intense. The record is sonically grand and emotionally very, very honest. And I'm wondering if everybody, there's, you know, there's five of you in the band. Were you all thinking the same thing? Were you picturing the same record or was there a lot of back and forth oh I mean process. yeah I mean Holly and I start the writing process and then when once we have the lyrics and the melody kind of where we want them we, we bring it to the guys and they definitely like help us paint the landscape um and I think that we all have strong uh visual idea of where we saw it or where we didn't see it going <laughs> shout out to marnie box yeah. <laughs> yeah we uh it was we had we had an interesting process actually because everybody uh had so much to contribute uh we had to sort of come up with a system to organize everyone's thoughts and make sure that everybody was saying what they needed to say but also that we were able to sort of step outside ourselves a bit so we we found this shoe box with a androgynous face painted on the front 
It was it was artwork. We found it in a little uh, vintage shop in in Highland Park in, in Los Angeles, and um, we would each for each song we would pick a song we were going to record that day, and for each song we would have a uh, an inspiration track. Each of us would blindly put a song written on a piece of paper into this box, and then one by one, our producer, Sean Everett, would pick a song out, and we'd listen to it, and we'd have a whiteboard, and we'd write down all the things about that track that we could see inspiring this particular song we were about to work on. Um, and, and the inspirations ranged from Judy Sill to Beyonce. I mean, it was like really, <laughs> it was everywhere. Um, but it really helped to sort of think outside what we nor each individually would normally think about. And uh, I think it, it made for a really interesting process. Jessier and Holly's relationship um, is a very long one, and I know that you've been writing together for a very, very long time. And I imagine that there's a bit of, well, and also you, since you've known each other and you've been playing together so long, your experiences are a lot the same. So I'm curious to know what the process is for writing. Do you come together with different ideas, or are you actually doing it collaboratively? Um, it, it's different for each one. Some of them we have started from you know, completely from scratch. Um, and a lot of times we'll, we'll come into a session with different ideas. Uh, someone will have verses and, and another person will say, oh, that's interesting. I have a chorus that might go with that. Or, um, or, you know, they'll help finish a song or I don't know. It's, it's different for each thing. But because we are, like you said, sharing the same experiences over so many years, um, we obviously have our own personal experiences, but we can kind of play devil's advocate for each other, and it sort of becomes our, our coffee talk. I know that you met in college at Berklee School of Music, and you have such magnificent voices, but were you studying voice there? Is that a place where your voices grew, and did you kind of just stumble into each other? Or We did kind of stumble into each other. It was sort of um, my roommate was friends with her roommate. We met first year, but... We didn't really become friends till a couple years later. I guess it was like end of sophomore year of college. Mm -hmm. And did um, you know your voices sounded so great together? It was you just met and started singing, and because you were in school studying voice, you could sort of work them. Yeah, I mean, we knew we were fans of each other's instruments, uh, so that was just a known thing that we could both sing. Luckily, uh, but one night over wine and and whatever, hanging out with the girls, we started talking about our inspirations and. Uh, they seemed to really line up, and we were like, "Hey, we should try doing like a White Album cover show, like a like a girl group version of the White Album live." And you know, we were listening to all these like recordings from the '60s, and and uh, we got together and started singing. And um, both of us wanted to sing lead, but we didn't want to just trade off. And we were like, "Well, what is it about these recordings that?" Uh, is so compelling about the voice. And a lot of times, you know, the, the vocals were doubled and we're like, why don't we try that in a live situation? So it ended up, we were experimenting, but it ended up um, being something that our voices separately are very different. But once they were together, it was definitely like an automatic third little monster. You're known as much for your fashion and styling, and since I hadn't seen you in a while, I was sort of curious if that was something that you thought was a good idea when the band started, but now you're like, we're kind of stuck with this, but then when I see you today, I'm thinking, no, you're still having a lot of fun with this. 
<laughs> you look fantastic. I, I take it you're still really enjoying. Yeah, I think the older we get, uh, the crazier we get with our fashion, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we were scaring some little kids this morning um, with our capes. There and was just one little girl. She was so cute. She was just staring at me, like, wide-eyed. And I said, do you like my shoes? And she just stared at me. And I said, what about the pink tights? And she's just staring. And then I said, do you like these sparkles? And she said, oh, I love sparkles. <laughs> it was like her whole face changed, and it was like this magic thing. And we, you know, it's just accent, it's just fun to kind of play around for us and try crazier and wilder yeah. each time. I mean, it's definitely an extension of the music. And when you see us live, it's really important that you're seeing us as a unit. And I think this is just a sort of wild representation of that. The gentlemen look lovely as well. They do. Oh, thank you so thank much. You, thank you. <laughs> yes. Lucius are playing at the Neptune Theater tonight, and you should get out and see them on tour. They look as great as they sound, and I'm eager to hear a couple more songs. The new album called Good Grief.
in the KEXP studios with Lucius. Boy, that one takes your breath away. That's so beautiful.
That is Lucius on KEXP, Never Disappoint Live. That was incredible. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Cheryl. Thank you. The new album, Good Grief, is wonderful, and it's great always to see you, as I said, live. Such a pleasure. <laughs> I can't even speak anymore. And playing tonight at the Neptune Theater. Yeah. Great to see you. You've got it tuned to KEXP Seattle.